an instant classic. That game was very good. We'll dive down a little later. But I have Clemson early prediction here. Uh, Clemson's going to win this game because I think LSU, yeah, LSU has faced much adversity in any all year. We knew Oklahoma's defense was not Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. Hello, everyone. It's been a long week for me. It has been a long week for, and, yeah, go for it. Well, yeah, before I say that, I think it's pretty obvious after listening to that take. People say, even these experts, you know, they say they know what they're talking about, but no one can predict these games. Yeah. We really don't. Except for me, maybe. Except for maybe Marshall. I mean, this guy, I will say for this Clemson pick, I actually, there was a lot of research that went into this. I thought it was a well-informed pick. I felt yes. very strongly about this one. And it did not go well by the well, tune well, of 42 to 25. That is true. Welcome to Dormer's View Podcast. Mitch Kaminsky, Marsh Macaluso, back at you again. The last podcast in the hometown of Wheaton. Yeah. For, the, for until like spring break or even summer. We're almost out. We're almost back to college. We got three things to talk about. You probably, under, you probably can guess the first one. On Monday night, by a score of 42 to 25, the LSU Tigers beat the Clemson Tigers. Uh, like I said, 42-25 in the national championship game in which I was right, Mitchell was wrong. My predictions haven't been too hot. Well, at least last year they were, they were, they were pretty tough. Some of them were a little streaky. And I was but... excellent last year. Yes. I, was a, I predict the Cody Parkey double doink. Yeah. I was riding high in this and year, man. I'm taking oh, it on the chin. how the turntables. <laughs> we're going to dive into this one. Uh, Joe Burrow was the big storyline going 31-49 for 463 yards and five touchdowns, which threw... He threw his 60th touchdown of the season. I believe he broke some record. Yeah, Set he did. Most touch, yeah, most touchdown passes thrown in a college yeah. football season. We're just kind of crazy because, like, going into that one, it's like, oh, he's got five to go, you know. But it is the national championship, and boom, there you have it. Trevor Lawrence did not do what Joe Burrow did with his 234 yards, zero touchdowns, and zero interceptions. He did run for a touchdown, though. I will say, I mean, first off, I was so impressed by LSU's defense. You know, yeah. Joe Burrow's good. He won the Heisman, and they got yeah. Jefferson. He caught six touchdowns in the first half. You, you know the offense was good. So you know they're going to score a couple points. But there's a ton of weapons mm-hmm. on that Clemson team. I mean, you you look at uh, Travis Etienne, Travis Etienne, T. Higgins. Uh, you got Trevor Lawrence. So that's his first loss since high school. Yeah, and the fact that they were able to hold them to twenty five points, and really, if you look at that second half after that first drive, they couldn't get anything going. Yeah, they had eight Very points impressive. in the second half of that game. So, and they came back, LSU. Yeah, they started They're off good early, seven, seventeen, I think, to, seven, like, seventeen like, to seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I well see, I we released that podcast, and then the next day, or maybe it was two days after, Colin Cowherd came out, and he had, like, six reasons why Clemson's going to win. And I was like, uh-oh. Yep. This guy's never right. I think my <laughs> prediction, or what what I said was, you know, you brought up that Trevor Lawrence is a huge number one overall pick, which I said is true. But this, he's going to be the number one overall pick next year. Yep. Fantastic quarterback. But this year, the number one overall pick for the Cincinnati Bengals is going to be Joe Burrow. And he proved why. And I think it just showed, first of all, a lot of people are talking crazy things about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is older than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You know? he's 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 been in the NCAA. Because what? He started out at Ohio State, and then he transferred. Did he go anywhere before? Nope. Just went, he yeah, went from Ohio State to, to LSU. LSU. And so he's been he's been in the league, especially when a talent's like that. They're usually one or two and done. Something like that. Um, I forgot their senior year. Not one and done. You can't do that anymore. I don't know what I'm thinking about. I'm, talking, I'm thinking basketball over here. Um... But the, his age plays to a factor, and he, he played absolutely fantastic. 
little bumps in the road uh, in the beginning of the game. I think both these teams were trying to figure it out. But I think the inexperience of Trevor Lawrence and just his youth mm-hmm. kind of showed because he doesn't real he didn't really seem like he was locked in the whole time. Joe Burrow kind of you know leaned into the game, grew into the game, and to got to a point where he was dropping dimes. Mm-hmm. Some of those throws were so impressive. I I, I mean Joe Burrow. Well, that's gonna be conversations for later. But it's yeah. funny you say that too because like. One of the reasons I picked Clemson was the fact that they had 34 players that have played in a national championship yeah. game before. LSU had zero. And then if you look at the coaching, you got Dabo Sweeney, yeah. who's been there before. Excellent coach. I think he's the best coach in college football. Versus Ed Orgeron, who his players can't even understand him. It's all like, I got a crawfish. Arr. So, yeah. like, coaching mismatch, I thought, a little bit. But the LSU, they got down early. They did not panic. Yeah. I thought the second half, they made some adjustments. They made some early adjustments in the first half that yeah. allowed them to come back in the first place. And so I was completely wrong about all of it. I think, like you said, it, Joe Burrow's experience showed uh, his maturity throughout that game. Uh, made some great throws, uh, even running the ball. Uh, he yeah. made some big plays with his legs. Uh, very impressed by him. Uh, yeah, 58 yards rushing. LSU, man. Yeah. I mean, it was a good win. One, one, a couple things that stood out for me. First of all, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Chase, Chase Young being the best, number one overall pick potentially, best defender, uh, in college, I think one player that gave him a run for his money is Isaiah Simmons, number 11, the linebacker for Clemson. Uh, he was absolutely phenomenal in this game. Uh, he, he had six tackles and a sack, which is not you know crazy, but the way he played, I was very impressed with him. Another thing we can talk about, you know, moving on, I think, you know, all said and done, LSU, they just, and, you know, it was kind of one of those things, uh, Auburn didn't win the national championship, but that Auburn team that ended up losing to Florida State, there was just something about them that it just seemed like they they were something intangible that they had going on mm-hmm. that really, you know, was you know it couldn't really be explained. But like the momentum, I don't know if it's momentum or sporting, but the way that uh, LSU played, you know, Alabama um, beating Georgia, beating Oklahoma, just easing through really tough competition. They had a very special season. It's not going to be duplicated next year because they're losing Joe Burrow and they're losing their offensive coordinator who is so good. Uh, Brady, uh, but moving forward, you know, this was one LSU team that was fantastic. Oh, and, was, yeah, well, if you look throughout the, they played, they beat Texas in Texas when yeah. Texas was ranked pretty high. Yeah, uh, they beat Florida, who finished the year ranked ninth. They beat Auburn, who's a very good team. Yeah, who is ranked twelfth? Who's ranked twelfth right now? The Alabama, we know how good they are. Uh, Georgia, who's ranked fifth. Oklahoma was ranked fourth, and then Clemson is ranked third. They That's beat, some quality they beat, win. They beat um, the three. Three of the uh, – oh, what was the stat? I think it was the top four ranked teams in the beginning of the season. They beat them all. Clemson, yeah. Bama, Georgia. And then another team. I don't remember. Alabama. I think oh, Clemson, Bama, Georgia. Who was the other one? Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yes. Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma. Um, but, I yeah, know it was uh, – so – I would agree with everything you said there, except for the uh, Isaiah Simmons. He did play uh, excellent. I don't think he's given uh, Miles Garrett or not Chase, Young. Chase Young a run for his money. Chase Young is a freaking tra- nature. Translating to NFL. That man is huge. I'm sure he'll be a good NFL yeah. player, but there's no way of picking him ahead of him. Also, I, I, see a, I saw a big board today. I was looking at some of these mock jabs, and they still have Chase Young ranked number one overall. But I think if you're Cincinnati or picking first, you cannot pick, and I don't think they will. There's no yeah. way they can be as stupid is to take a pass rusher over a quarterback. Because a quarterback, if you're looking at the lines of the yeah. game, your quarterback's out, that's costing you six points. 
defensive players out. Like Khalil Mack missed a couple yeah. games for the Bears. The Lions didn't change that much. They were still favored yeah. in a couple of those. So you, you, the quarterback, yeah. and they saw this with the Browns and Miles Garrett. Look how the Browns are doing with Miles Garrett. They couldn't. Yeah, have, he's fantastic. Have a quarterback. But, and I think it's one of those things where it's like the best player in college football right now is Chase Young. Mm-hmm. But you'd be stupid not to take Joe Burrow. No. And we'll we'll go. So how? So you you have some interesting takes on Joe Burrow. How do you think he'll do? In the NFL, uh, I think I think he'll be a solid NFL quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a Patrick Mahomes type yeah. player though. And then yeah. you look at the body type; I, it's really skinny. Like the legs are like, yeah, really. Like, I can see injury prone. Um, it, I don't know. He's kind of. I heard this. Uh, I think it was Calvert that said it, and we were talking about how inaccurate he is a lot of times. But I think he made a fair comparison. He, he said he looked a lot like uh, Tony Romo is the comp. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty fair comp. And honestly, it's not an awful count because Tony Romo was a pretty solid quarterback. Yeah. He'll probably be a little bit better, I think, than Tony Romo was, especially in this passing league now. And in Cincinnati, you got some weapons there. You got Joe Mixon as your running back. AJ Green, yeah. AJ Green. You got Tyler Boyd, yeah. another very good receiver. Uh, Zach Eifert, a tight end. Like You got some pieces there where yeah. if you put him in the right situation, I think Joe Burrow could be a very yeah. serviceable to a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing where, you know, it's it's obviously he's putting up numbers against really good college teams. Um, but he, he, you know, when we, we, we talk about in recent years, quarterbacks that have gone top tier – and have translated very well to the NFL. The name that sticks out to me is Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. and I don't. I think there's just some discrepancies there with like athletic talent and arm strength that I think Deshaun Watson has over him. I mean, obviously Deshaun Watson is a great. Deshaun Watson's a much better quarterback. Yeah, and than, uh, and they were like, Burrow. and I think they would. It's a pretty good college comparison with the numbers they put up. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I agree, though. He kind of looks like Tony Romo, too, a little bit. He does. Place. Yeah, and he's got the number nine. It's, just, yeah. it's It all fits. Maybe he can be like Drew Brees. He'll throw a bunch of touchdowns, but never win a playoff Well, game. that's why he picked number nine. Yeah. Because Drew Brees was his idol. Moving on. So, yeah, good. Congratulations, LSU. Have fun winning the, like, I don't know, Peach Bowl or something next year with whoever <laughs> quarterback is next in line. Um, moving on to the Houston Astros. Big news came out this weekend as they were punished for their Trash can banging uh, sequence or sequence stealing. Sign stealing. Sign stealing yeah. I don't know why I said that. S words. Uh, the punishment, they're ordered to give up their first and second round draft picks in 2020 and 2021 and were issued a fine of $5 million. So, like 10 bucks to the whole franchise. Uh, and the manager, AJ Hinch, and GM, Jeff Lunhow. We're suspended for a season, and then they were later fired by the owner. Um, I'll open the floor to you. Appropriate? Too harsh? Too light? Well, I think people are saying it's it's too light. It's a very hard... You, people have to understand, this is a very harsh punishment. Yeah. I the, mean... The draft picks is... The draft picks is huge. Yeah. Five million, I mean, yeah, these owners are rich, but that's not chump change. I think mm. we would all be ecstatic if we had five million dollars right now. So that's, franchise? That's... Well, fair, That's but it's still, still a decent amount. You could sign Yomar Sanchez for $5 million. Oh, so, I mean, Sanchez. And you're, you lost your manager, A.J. Hitch, and Jeff Luhau. And people are like, well, you know, you could just replace them. Well, their GM was the one that put that team together, yeah. which is a very good team. And A.J. Hitch is a former manager of the year. Yeah. So they don't grow on trees. Like, yeah. It's hard to find a good MLB and, and the plan, the plan moving forward is just blown up. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, players like them. Now, also... Your your title is going to have an asterisk on it. Yeah. Uh, every time people look at it, it's going to be like Barry Bonds. Well, you know, he hit the most homers, but with an asterisk. Yeah. And these sports writers, 
when like these players go and the people are like all oh, the players didn't get punished. Well, they kind of did because when these players like make their case for the Hall of Fame, like Jose Altuve, they're gonna have the asterisk like, oh, they were stealing signs that year. Like yeah. if you look at their strikeout rates from 2016 to 2017, they went from 18th in the league. All of a sudden, they were first. Like yeah. how much it dropped and how few times it strike out. So you can't say it doesn't give you an advantage because you're not guessing. You know what's coming. Now, he's still hitting a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. I'm not saying Jose Altuve's not good, but there's an asterisk now against his MVP season. And like I was saying with these sports writers, they won't let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame yeah. for betting on games, where these guys are like blatantly cheating. Yes. And so I think that's going to be a major concern when it comes in, because you get a lot of sticklers and like these old curmudgeons that are like, yeah. hey, I'm not letting him in. So a lot of their reputation are tarnished. Um, I do think, I, I think Judge kind of got screwed with the MVP thing now. Uh, yeah, I think they should probably give him that back. But um, yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing stinks. And there's long-reaching effects now too, because the Red Sox just yeah. fired Alex uh, Cora, who was the bench coach of the Astros when this happened, and he was kind of the whole mastermind yeah, behind this whole thing. He's the uh, infamous cheater now. One of their big ones was Carlos Beltran when he was yes. on the team, and he was declining. Uh, all of a sudden, he had a really good year near the end of the year, and they yeah. were even saying when. Uh, Cora had a press conference, and this was an interesting thing. I was watching a press conference. It was during the London uh, series. Yes. And the Red Sox were playing the Yankees. And then his name came up, and he's like, oh, he's been taking advantage of the technology uh, the game has. And he, like, winked. And yeah. so he was referring, I think he was referring yeah, to that. And plus, on top of that, in 2018, guess who won the World Series? The Red Sox under Joey Cora. Yeah. And they had their own sign-stealing allegations that year. So uh, far-reaching effects. And now he's not only banned from managing, he's, like, banned from baseball, period. Cora, so like the yeah. game he loved growing up, he can't go anywhere near it. He can't yeah. be in a spring training facility. Yeah. So that's some pretty harsh punishments there. Uh, my final thought on this is, though, going along with like the players, it's funny because you have all these guys like Verlander. He's kicking reporters out of the locker room, and he's always yeah. bitching on social media about everything. Yeah. Then you have Bregman, who's like larger than life. He never shuts up. He's always talking, which I don't mind because you know, he's a good personality. Yeah. All these guys are all of a sudden quiet. Because they were going along with the whole cheating thing. Yeah. No one was like, hey, whoa, you know, let's not do that. They were all on board. They're full steam ahead. They're benefiting from it, and they're not saying anything. And now all of a sudden, you know, you got your manager fired and your GM fired because of it. Now all of a sudden you're quiet. Yeah. Like, you know, I think it's a lot of blank shame shame on all of you guys. Yeah. Like, especially, like, yeah, Berliner was like, well, I wasn't doing it. It's like you knew about it and didn't say yeah. anything. So. Yeah, and first of all, I'd like to congratulate the Chicago Cubs for longest standing or longest reigning champions in the MLB as uh, the 2017 and 2018 <laughs> uh, Astros and Red Sox championships have now been forfeit. Just kidding, but yeah, no, and I think I, I agree with you. I the and it's interesting because GM Jeff Lono he said in a um, a press statement, now grain of salt, you know, he could be lying through his teeth because you know he obviously was lying. For two years, uh, when I was talking about um, this this stealing scandal, um, but he basically said they had no idea this was going on, didn't want it. He said if he had known about it, he would have put a stop to it. Obviously, I don't know about that one, bud. Um, but basically, the big part is he said that it was the players and the lower level management, cough, cough, Alex Cora, you know, like the bench coach, um, like they ran the whole thing, and he didn't know anything about it. Which honestly, I could I could see that being possible. I don't know why you would just start telling the GM about these, you know, like, yeah. in-house things. Um, so that may be possible. But, yeah, I think a huge thing in this, like you said, was the players. Um, and, you know, the $5 million, whatever. Draft pick's kind of big. Um, but it's going to be it's gonna be very interesting moving forward. And I think that one thing that we haven't seen yet 
that is going to be their biggest punishment is they've the the, the franchise has lost respect from oh, everyone yeah. from everyone and i mean the one of the big thing is and i thought it was absolutely hilarious there's a the yankees minor league team um is trash. handing out yeah they're handing out mini trash cans um to the like the first 500 whatever when they fans when they play the astros minor league um you saw guys uh dude who's super big on social media the um bauer trevor bauer Big on social media, he's throwing shots at these guys. There are a lot of MLB players. Um, there was one I totally forget who it was, but he's streaming Call of Duty and like he spawned in and there's like a barrel and he kept like hitting it, like punching it uh, in the Call of Duty game. And so like all these players, like the jig is up. They know they're cheating. And so the 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 numbers that they've put up, the championships that they've won, you know, all the accolades that they won. Uh, Aaron Judge, he tweeted. Um, Congratulations to Altuve for the MVP, and two years ago, or whatever, he has since deleted that tweet. Now, all these guys, they've totally lost respect. And it, it's, and it was funny because um, Trevor Bauer was going at Lance McCullers, an Astros pitcher, and um, Bregman. And the, and the two Astros players were kind of like, you know, trying to defend themselves, clapping back. And it's like, no, like, shut up. You cheated. You can't, yeah. you can't say anything. You have no defense. It is you were, you were caught cheating. You got caught right-handed. Sorry, the stats show it, prove it with the strikeout thing that you were talking about, and this whole. Well, there's franchise, video evidence too. Yeah, like, there's that one where they're playing the White Sox. And yeah, you and you hear, can hear the it. banging like in yeah, the and there was a lot. It was a, there was a ton of uh, video. There was like a montage mm-hmm. of the, that exact thing when it when this first thing broke, and so it's got to the point where it's like, sorry guys, but anything anything you did in the past couple years. Uh, and even anything now, if they're not cheating, what they do that this next year, the following years, um, it's really uh, you know they're gonna there's gonna be all taken with a grain of salt. And I think uh, you made a good point with like the players they used to talk a lot. Another person who used to talk a lot was AJ Hinch mm-hmm. when the Yankees, and it was I believe it was whistling was their big thing. They're like, oh, he's whistling in the dugout, whatever. And he was like, you know, obviously it's a joke. You know, you could you could smell the arrogance and the smugness coming off through the video. Because, like, he was totally downplaying it. He was basically like, if you think we're cheating, you're a bunch of idiots. We're just yeah. that good. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. And now, you know, less than a year later, here we are where you're putting banging yeah. trash cans, putting cameras in the outfield. And, you know, he, he was saying, too, in his statement, it was like, oh, I didn't, it was, you know, all the players were doing it. I didn't know anything about it. It's like, so, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, dude. You did. Yeah. Yes, you did. A major league manager pretty much in control of the dugout. Yeah. 162 games, you tell me you had no idea what was going on. Same with the GM. Like, is it plausible they didn't know anything about it? Yes. But I think you lost all benefit of the doubt. Because first you had that thing in the World Series with the uh, the assistant GM with the reporter. Oh, yeah, The yeah, first yeah. reaction from him was to deny it. Yeah. Which is really dumb PR. Like, if you're doing crisis management, you shouldn't yeah. deny anything. Like, if, yeah. especially if you get caught, you look even worse having to backtrack it. So you're losing credibility there. So I think you knew about it. That um, And one more thing with, like, the uh, players. I mean, listen, like, in baseball, cheating's been going on forever. The shot yeah. heard around the world. There was like things like, well, like yeah, he was. We had there's a guy in the outfield tipping his pitches. Um, yeah. With the New York Giants or what was his name? You, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so it's, it's been going on for a while now, but I think this is like one of the, the big to like one of the bigger extents yeah. that we've seen. Yeah. And they're paying for. I think the Red Sox going to pay for it too. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> It's so funny with all the respect, too, because I remember the white, a lot of White Sox fans like, oh, I want the White Sox dynasty to be like the Astros, the way yeah. they started that rebuild, built the whole thing, and now it's yeah. like, hey, you know what? Maybe yeah. we don't want to be like the and Astros all, and all those And all those takes that were like the Astros were the team that the Cubs should have been, it was true, 
And then, hmm, they cheated to get where they got to be. Yeah, it makes you wonder. It yeah, really it makes really, you wonder. Because they got especially, the yeah. You know, they're, yeah, like you said, their rebuild thing where they were terrible, and then all of a sudden they got a bunch of world beaters out there. Uh, and and I think one thing that was very impressive that's going to be lost in all of this is kudos to the Washington Nationals for being a massive underdog against a bunch of cheaters and still pulling <laughs> off. Them. Yeah. Well, and, like, do you... It, Put it in perspective, because like you're like, oh, big deal. He's bound on the track. You know how like hitting a fastball, like a major league baseball, is like one of the hardest things to do in sports, if not the hardest. Yeah. Because if you're successful three out of ten times, which in any other line of work would be terrible, yeah. you get like a thirty percent on a math test. You're getting a call from your parents like, hey, the hell's going on here? Yeah. And you're considered an all star. Yeah. You're you're going three for ten. Like you're excellent. You're the best at your position. And it's coming at ninety miles an hour plus. And you have to guess what it is. So not only that, and then that's a fastball. That's considered the easiest pitch to hit. Yeah. Then there's they got all these off-speed pitches and stuff, curveball sliders. And the way they're throwing now, people pitchers are throwing harder. Uh, yeah. The junk is so much nastier uh, as far as off-speed stuff goes. you gotta, you got to guess what it is. So any advantage you have where you know what's coming, yeah. especially if it's a fastball especially and you can just sit a... on it, is such a big advantage yeah. there. And if it's a if it's a if it's an off speed pitch that's not going to land in the zone, then you already know. Then you're not going to be fooled by swinging. And I think to close, um, there's an article I may have already talked about on this podcast, but a while ago, there's an article talking about um, the the Nationals bullpen coach um, or, or the pitching coach, one of the two. Yes. Where he was saying like, oh yeah, like we knew they were stealing signs, like we knew they were, and so then they had to cover it up. And I think the biggest thing is like if you're a pitcher and you think. You think that they might be stealing your signs. Your their confidence is is gone. You, yeah. You, you you they have the jump on you. They know what you, if you feel like they know what you're gonna do, and then they you figure out yeah mm-hmm. like these guys these guys know what pitch I'm about to throw. Well, Strasburg in Game Six was saying like the way he was holding his glove with the grip, and I guess from the camera you could see it, and they caught onto it right away. Like they could tell like what he was holding, yeah. and what he's gonna throw. Not even looking at the signs, like you could change yeah. the signs. So he eventually adjusted his glove after the coach tipped him off of that in that Game Six where they couldn't see it anymore, and all of a sudden, they didn't score any more runs on Strasburg yeah. after that first inning when they corrected it. So, yeah. I just saw, I mean, there you go. damning evidence. In conclusion, screw the Astros. Um, moving on, we got some NFL playoff. Uh, some NFL playoff vibes. First one, get out of the way, Niners beat the Vikings 27-10. I think that was pretty, that was pretty you know, uh, predictable game. I, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer, especially yeah. when it was like, but like, it was... He kind of felt bad for Kirk Cousins because he yeah. didn't play great, but on the interception he threw, Thielen stopped on his route. Yeah, that so was he bizarre. Gave Sherman a good play, and everyone's like, "Oh, Richard Sherman, one of the best corners yeah. in the game." I mean, he kind of threw it right to him. I don't know what Thielen was doing. He didn't have a whole lot of time. He kept getting pounded there. Yeah. Which now the, these 49ers, their defense, the, especially defensive very line, very good. You got Bosa, DeForest Buckner. Who else? They got like three or four first round picks yeah. on that uh, defensive line, wreaking havoc. So, uh, you know, Grappolo was all right. Uh, I think they moved the ball okay. I actually thought the Vikings' defense did all they could to keep them in that game. As yeah. long as they did, that's the only reason it was close Yeah, I mean, Jimmy was. G, 131 yards, a touchdown, a pick. Tevin Coleman, 105 yards rushing. Mostert, 58. What, what, one thing that impressed me the most was the running game of the Niners. And we knew the run that the, they had a very good running game. But the fact, I mean, they had that one drive after the pick where they just ran it eight times in a row. And just scored a touchdown. That was that because you know game plan. You can do whatever front you want to do. You can never do whatever stunt you want to do. But if they're gonna run it and get three to four yards of carry on every single run, there's you, you can't beat that. This team's going to the Super Bowl. They're playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Book it. 
Yeah. I'm standing by it. I had a rough well, week we, last we, week. We have, we have some I'm more games that. to break down. Oh, but yeah, no, the Vikings, I mean, beating the Saints was very impressive. So that was kind of their their moment. But, yeah, they, they clearly just out talent-wise. Yeah. They just didn't have it. Um, speaking of talent-wise, the Ravens dropped an egg. They laid an egg. The Tennessee Titans beat the Baltimore Ravens 28-12. I didn't even watch this game. I thought it was not going to be very close. I thought the Ravens were going to win somehow, some way. I didn't see it, um, but I missed out. I missed out on a good one. Um, the man of the hour, Derrick Henry, 30 carries, 195 yards. He also threw for a touchdown. Well, I will say on that touchdown, he missed Marcus Mariota, who was wide open on the play. And you yeah. can look, and he was very disappointed. He did not catch that yeah, touchdown. Yeah, poor Marcus Mariota. You know, he threw it in, Henry threw it into coverage. Unlike Mariota, when he threw it into coverage, it was resulted in a touchdown instead of an interception or incompletion. Yeah. So he's got that going for him, but... And Derrick Henry's beast. With a jump there. pass. That, Don't I mean, want to try and tackle that man. Woo! He looks so... And, and you know, it's it's interesting because... Um, well, I'll, I'll save it for when we talk about Titans-Chiefs. But the Ravens. The Ravens, man. And I will say one thing, and a lot of guys have come out and said this, but this game was just gasoline for all the Lamar Jackson haters who just want to... Yeah. They just want some reason... To just go off on him because I think he's like, you know, not good enough or whatever. But the dude, he didn't play great. He had two picks. He wasn't the MVP that we all saw throughout the year. But he threw 59 passes. And that shows you that their game plan was going to crap if he's throwing 59 passes and not running the ball. But he had 365 yards rushing and 140 or passing 143 yards rushing. Like he still, didn't have a. I mean, yeah, yeah. He tried to keep his team in the game, and Lamar Jackson should not be throwing fifty nine times. Yeah, like they lived and died by the run game. Now, yeah. Mark Ingram was hurt too, yes. so he was working with without the, a running back, Achilles, and you could yeah. tell because he was all banged up. And look, he only had six attempts too. Yeah. So he only rushing nine times through running backs, and only ran three with Gus Edwards. Like it, it yeah. already made it tough for him. I don't think they have any tremendous receivers, and that was on display yeah. in this game. But there's a lot of drop passes. Yeah. And their strength was their tight ends in the run game. Yeah. And uh, one of those got taken away. So Lamar kind of had to do it himself. I thought the first interception, it could have been caught. It was yeah. a little high. Yes, but like it yeah. could have been caught. And he still, and yeah, he did play bad, but he still made some plays where you're like, wow, yeah. that was yes. impressive. Yes. There's a couple rushing plays. It's like, oh, this guy's good. So I wouldn't, yeah. you know, he's still, they were 14-2. and two. He's still going to win MVP, which counts for yeah. something because that's hard to do. I yeah. mean, he, he's going to be fine. But the only the only knock on him because everyone's like, oh, he hasn't won a postseason game yet. It's his second year in the league. I thought He's this game win. was more. Yeah, and I thought this game honestly yeah. was more about how impressive the Titans yes, were yes. than anything with the Ravens. Now I will say this: John Harbaugh should not have went for it on that fourth down a couple like early in the game. And I yeah. know they've been doing it all year, but it's a yeah. playoff. You take your points there because that would make it. I think at the time. They only had six. They would they would have given him nine. I think it would have made it uh, fourteen nine. Yeah, twenty one nine or something like that. So you're still in the game. Um, where I don't know why you're going. Yeah. For it, and the, the play they ran was kind of bizarre with the QB sneak. I would have put Lamar Jackson in the shotgun. Um, yeah. So I I didn't like that whole decision, but I thought the Titans are very impressive. Mike Vrabel's done a heck of a job. This team's got, he, he's making this team believe. And yeah. you know what? I have you question my Chiefs pick uh, for the Super Bowl last week. I was getting a little concerned. There after yeah. watching that performance because I think they're really good. I think they're going to give the Chiefs a very good game. Speaking of the Chiefs, they beat the Texans 51-31. And I will say one thing. I, um, Gabby Cabell, my girlfriend, is from Kansas City, so we were texting about the Chiefs. Shout out, Gabby. I don't really know if she listens. She's listened a couple times. 
She once asked me if we actually thought LeBron was a communist. Because we talked about the China thing. No. I don't think LeBron... I, I do he, not think LeBron... He might be, you know, you know? You never know. Um, but uh, they were down... She's a Chiefs fan, root for the Chiefs, and they were down, what, 24 nothing, I believe? Yeah. 24 to nothing. And I said, dude, there's three quarters left. And they have what I believe, what I thought at the time, and now I know for a fact, is the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, there's there's too much... There's, there's no chance that he's not... I, I mean, I could have picked him to score 51 points before the game happened... But then as soon as they went down and they got a couple plays, you know, I, I knew they were going to come back. But the Texans, man, the, Bill O'Brien cannot be the coach of this team next year. I cannot watch him waste another year of Deshaun Watson's young stages because, oh, my goodness, this, that, that second quarter has to be one of those poorly coached quarters in postseason history. Oh, it's yeah. insane. A lot of bumbling going on like, there. Like, okay, I understand. So he had, he had the, the third and – or fourth and one – and kicked the field goal on like the nine yard line or something like that. It was They're in the red, the red zone. zone yeah. yeah, and then right after that, he had the fake punt. Dude, you have two chances to go for fourth down. You go for fourth down in the red zone with one yard to go. Where honestly, if you just QD sneak it, you probably get it. There's a good chance you don't get it though. But both are going to be shifts of momentum one way or the other. You're either going to put yeah. a nail in the coffin or they have a chance to come back. But I'm telling you right now, they have a better chance to come back when they're on your the, their opponent's 25-yard line than when they have to go 90 yards to score a touchdown. And what, added, what are you doing? Yeah, no, and what added fuel to the fire was the fact, and I, I'm all for taking the points. I thought the Ravens should have taken the points. Yes, I thought yes. they made the right decision kicking I'm, the field goal. And, yeah. But they lined up to go for it on fourth down, and then, and then, then called like, timeout. Time so now the crowd all of a sudden has something to cheer about, like, hey, you know what? We did something. Or they see him coming on the field and like, oh, this is exciting. They're going yeah. for it. Crowd all of a sudden gets back in the game for no reason. And then the fake punt, like you said, it's like, that was dude, a what dumb are you doing? decision. Especially because, like, you know, the when it's in those short yard, like those mid-yardage situations, a lot of the linebackers on the special teams, you don't you, you think the Chiefs coaches are morons? No, they're saying, hey, I mean, I remember when I was playing linebacker, I was on punt coverage, or I was on the, the punt defense, and every time, no matter what, they said, watch for a fake. Even if even if you're up 45 or you're down 45, they just say, you know, watch out. You might have to tackle someone. So these guys obviously were somewhat prepared and just doing a run play like that, trying to get four yards by some fullback. Your chances of success are not very good, and they already stopped it down. They, they, they stopped you on third down. So the crowd's already pumped. And then all of a sudden, they get a, a fourth down stop. That's huge. And like like you said, I'm totally fine kicking the field goal, going up 24 nothing. In my opinion, I would have gone for it. But if you want to take the points, take the points. But if you're going to take the points, don't fake a punt the next no. possession. That is so dumb. And the Chiefs were probably going to get back into this game regardless. But that just, that kick, you yeah, you jump-started a dead car for your opponent. And uh, it's, it's, it's funny because, like, even when they were up 24 nothing, like you said, you said they're going to come back. It's yeah. fun. Same thing happened to me. Our friend Nick Marcelli, he texted me. He's like, wow, these playoffs continue to surprise. I'm like, hey, listen, there's still a lot of time left, especially for the homes. Yeah. The Chiefs are going to come back. And sure enough, what happened? They came back. Yeah. And so we were both on the same page and, with that. And the reason the reason I, I, I thought of, or I was having this feeling, because I don't like the Chiefs. I, I actively... I don't, I, they're not the Raiders for me, but they're like kind of the Broncos yeah. rival, so I root against them. And when the when the teams I'm rooting against have an all-time great quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and I know I talk trash about him this year, 
But I've seen so many times where the Broncos have a 14, 17-point lead on Tom Brady, and you just know, even if it's a fourth quarter, third quarter, you just know he's going to come back and score the points. Yeah. It was with it was with uh, the Broncos, the AFC Championship game against Tom Brady when we went to the Super Bowl. He, he had no one well, – he actually, he had, did get up good receivers that year. But you just knew he was going to score a touchdown. With Patrick Mahomes, you yeah. just knew he was going to put into it. You don't have these type of weapons, and you don't have Patrick Mahomes at home in a playoff game no, and get blown and, out. Well, if you have a talent like him, with Andy Reid, who people crap on Andy Reid, yeah. but he's still a very good coach. Uh, and at home, Arrowhead is one of the toughest places to play. Yes. It's an improved defense. And Patrick Mahomes has so many weapons. Tyreek yeah. Hill is like the fastest guy on the planet. And Sammy Watkins point. is a great Sammy receiver, Watkins and he's like number three for him. And your tight ends, one of the best tight ends in the league, probably behind Kittle and yeah. Travis Kelsey. Uh, so, I mean, he, he got beast all over the field. Yeah. Um, the Williams. fact, the implosion, I figured they would implode, but I didn't think it would be 31 the, the, like unanswered the, the points. The fumble... The fumble uh, kickoff, the kickoff, kick return. Uh, they just kept adding fuel to the fire. And yeah. You could just see that momentum. You could see the momentum shift. The crowd got louder and yeah. louder. And then all of a sudden you see like Kelsey catches like a 10-yard pass and he's running up the field like a gorilla. Like, first yeah. down! And the crowd's getting even louder after that. I mean, yeah. it was fun to watch. And but... I will say, I, I said the Chiefs were going to they were gonna win this game and it wasn't going to be particularly close. First of all, the Texans' secondary is garbage. The fact that they made it to the playoffs. I mean, I'm friend Roby. Yeah, on Bradley Roby was burnt toast. Trust me, I've watched him try and cover Tyreek Hill one too many times <laughs> when he's in orange and blue. So I knew it wasn't going to end well for him. And and you know, at the end of the day, I just feel really bad for Deshaun Watson because mm-hmm. he's a fantastic quarterback. He threw 388 yards and two touchdowns, and he ran for 37 yards and scored another touchdown. You know, he 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 attributed for a lot. I mean, besides the the punt block. He attributed for a lot of this team's success, and it just it got wasted away. And, and yeah. Bill O'Brien, too, going back to him, it was a horribly managed game. Like, the guy doesn't seem mature. Did you see the video of him where he was getting, I think it was the Browns game. Or, was, or he, when he was yelling at the fans? He was coming out the, was he was against the Broncos. The oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was against the Broncos. Yeah, that was fun. He was yeah. coming off the field, and the guy was like, you suck. And, you know, fans heckle you, whatever. You let yeah. it go. And he, like, stops so the you're tunnel. You're so he's like, yeah, yeah, and he's, like, cussing at the guy. Like, at halftime. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. And then, like, the... the why your your receiver DeAndre Hopkins had to like walk him back and yeah. like they that's not a good look for a head coach of a football team. Yeah, no. He's also your general manager, so he's basically running the franchise, and that's who you have in charge. Now it's time to move. I on. mean, and yeah, and I think you know I didn't I didn't I did not think it was going to be this bad of an implosion. Fifty one, dude. You're up twenty four nothing. Fifty one. I mean, I mean, how many how many how many touchdowns this they scored five straight five straight touchdowns unanswered. Yeah. So you can't you can't get a field goal. Well, they had four, and then the Texans kicked the field goal. Yeah. So. And then... Oh no 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 no! Because it was twenty four. No, I take that back. It was yeah five straight. Yeah. Because it was forty one. It was a forty one to seven run. I think. It yeah, forty one to seven. And it's like it's like I get like there's been times where it's like can't stop the bleeding, can't stop a nosebleed, you know the. But it was like, are you kidding me right now? You're gonna let them do like look. Patrick Holmes is very good, but you can't get a stop. Come on, but you know, and then the last one. Time for Mitch to eat some more crow. Green Bay Packers beat the Seattle Seahawks 28-23 in a game, which I, I'm going to start us off looking at their game. A lot of close games. And all those close games should have been blowouts. And this game should not have been as close as it was. But the Green Bay Packers do this thing where they don't play in third, fourth quarters. Get Let the teams get back into it. But I'll say one thing. He's a bad man. Aaron Rodgers still has it. He's, he's a top QB in the league. Yeah. 
Aaron Jones made a nice, well, not Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams had that long mm-hmm. catch and run. I, Darren, Aaron Rodgers was good. And I think we a lot of people overlooked him. I picked the Seahawks because of the Russell Wilson factor. Yeah. Well, I will say, Russell Wilson single-handedly kept that team oh, in the absolutely, game. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, he willed them down the field. If they could have yeah. just made one more stop, I think he gets the ball back. They win that game. Um, yeah, that's what makes Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers. You know, they yeah. need a big first down, uh, third and ten. Uh, it looks like they're about to punt, and he drops a dime in there yeah. in the first down. So he's a veteran. Uh, you know, it yeah. stinks because I, 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 that was one of my besides Clemson. That was my second strongest pick of the week. Sneaky Pete and the Sea Dogs. Yeah, we're gonna beat them. And uh, it did not work out too well. Russell Wilson is fantastic, but one thing he does a lot that he should stop doing is, dude, throw the ball away, man. He tries to do this thing where he like dances around in the pocket for like five to eight seconds. And sometimes he makes the big play, but other times he rushes for like a negative one yard loss or something like that. It's like, dude, throw it away. Yeah. That's a minor point, but I was just noticing that like way too many times. But I mean, the, the Packers defense looked very good in this game. And it showed because Russell Wilson didn't have a lot of time in the pocket. I mean, you look at you look at his receiving, Tyler Lockett had a game, 136 yards. But other than that, you know, does he have weapons? I don't really know. I think if you dropped, he has a couple weapons. They don't Lockett know. Yeah. and Metcalf onto other teams. Now Metcalf is a rookie, so like whether he's good or not, he's a rookie. So that's that's his thing against them. But I think you drop Tyler Lockett on another team, you know, it might not might not be that great. I will say, and one thing that really hurt them, they did not have a rushing game. No, they didn't. The running I mean, game was horrible. Lynch was like he's good at goal line situations, but he's not the same. He averaged two point two yards carry, yeah. and they were and they were giving him the ball. There was a there was a short yardage, uh, in the earlier stages of the game that he couldn't he couldn't get it done. Where you know beast mode a couple years ago definitely would have yeah. picked up that first down, but you know eating too many skittles. Travis Homer, the rookie, is I. I don't know. I don't give him any any stock. He did not look that great. But yeah, Russell well, he's Wilson. He's like the third string key. He's the yeah. third string on the depth chart. So, yeah. you know. But they really miss Carson and uh, Rashad Penny. Which Russell think... Wilson should not be your leading rusher yeah. in a playoff game. Yeah. And see, uh, in Green Bay where it's cold and you need to run the ball and your quarterback's leading yeah. rusher, that, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, but I think. And, you know, a big fuss about this game was the fourth down, third down conversion. Uh, the last play of the game, essentially, before they nailed it. It was third and long, yeah. and there's no reason it shouldn't have even been that close. Yeah, they had a third and nine, and then a third and ten, and they couldn't force a punt. They had plenty, plenty of... What should have happened is they should have just played good defense, get a three and out. You give Russell Wilson two minutes and 30-some seconds, he's going to get oh, you, you a touchdown. That stop. I, I thought Seattle was going to win the game. I, 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 I thought they really were, too. Chances but that, that, he dropped a... He put a drop... Aaron Rodgers put a dime to Devontae Adams on that first third down to get him. That was the throw of the game. That was right absolutely, there. that was insane. Because that was good coverage. He dropped a dropping a bucket right there. And then the other ones, yeah, I mean, I think that was all fuss about nothing. Everyone's comparing to the yellow line, which, as they say many times in the NFL broadcast, it is not official. Um, so you can't really make that argument. I mean, it kind of felt like the Saints uh, in the Saints last year and then, like, the P.I., where it's mm-hmm. like, y'all want something to talk about. Yes, I understand you know, you got to tweet something funny. Yeah. But at the same time, this team should not have been in that situation. And one thing I forgot to say earlier, going back to... Because in this game with uh, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson, we had four very... You know, these these guys are mobile quarterbacks. Um, obviously, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are far along in their years, and, and Patrick Mahomes. 
than Lamar Jackson. But one thing that I want to see the Ravens do next year, because the Ravens, all they need to do is add some weapons, and they'll be right back in the same position. But Lamar Jackson cannot be a run-first-pass-second quarterback. We obviously saw he can throw it from the pocket, but you you don't see Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick, you don't see him running the read option. You know, they can scramble if they have to, and they're very athletic, and if they get a corner, watch out. But they're not looking to run the ball. Right. This is a passing league, and for the Ravens next year, you, you can't have this, like, you know, he, he runs it 20-some times a game. It's not going to be – it's not going to It's not gonna work. It worked kind of last year, and it worked this year, but if you're going to progress as a franchise, man, that's Especially shelf life, too. Like, Michael Vick was phenomenal. And this yeah. is, like, the closest comparison. If Lamar Jackson is probably better than Michael Vick yeah. at this point in his career. But, like, the shelf life there, you're getting hit that much. Yeah. It's not going to be and, very long. And you see you see with Russell Wilson, when he gets outside the pocket, when he gets past the line of scrimmage, you don't tackle him. He slides. Yeah. He never gets tackled. He's running out of bounds and he's or he's sliding. he's always looking downfield to throw. Yeah. Like, running is absolutely, like, the last Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's what I want to see moving forward. But, yeah, you know, draft a couple guys, sign, you know, uh, some players, and they'll be right back in it. But, yeah, Titans-Chiefs. Uh, in Kansas City, and then the Packers, Niners in San Francisco. Two games which on paper and looking at the regular season, I think they're clear favorites. But I, the Titans-Chiefs, I think Chiefs are going to win this game. I think everyone thinks the Chiefs are going to win this game. But we said that the last two games of the Titans. And if, look, if if Derrick Henry is going to run for 195 yards like he did against the Ravens, and he, he's more importantly going to average 6.5 yards a run, I don't. They. You might have a game on your hands. Yeah, and like the definition of an idiot is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah. And that would be like us picking against the Titans. But the thing that stands out to me in the box score is the fact that Ryan Tannehill has thrown for under a hundred passing yards in two straight games. He threw for like seventy-five yeah, or something was, in eighty-eight. The second. Eighty-eight. He's attempted um, twenty-nine passes. And he's, com- and he's completed fifteen. And Tannehill's a solid game manager, but you need more out of your quarterback. Yeah. In today's NFL, to throw for under 100 yards is very games. tough. That's a that's an anomaly to win those like, games. Like, yeah. So, with, with Holmes, you're going to get in a shootout, um, I think, because they, they can put up points quickly. And like I said last time, the defense is much improved for the Chiefs. Now, once again, same thing with the Ravens here. I think the Titans can keep it close, just like how well they can run the ball yeah. with Derrick Henry. But where last game, I was like, hey, you know what? It's an upset alert. Uh, they'll cover this. They'll, they'll they'll cover the spread. I don't see them covering the spread here. I yeah. think Chiefs are gonna win. Uh, the Titans will keep it interesting because they're a very good team. Uh, but I don't. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. Let's, I'm shaking the spread real quick. We should really do this before the podcast because yeah, well, the last the last two games. The other thing is too, if the Chiefs get ahead early and like the Titans have yeah, to, like, to catch up, you're you're screwed. Like yeah. the, the Titans can only win like one type of football game. Like a close the game or they're ahead. Off. Yeah, get get ahead. This is terrible. The ESPN app stinks. That's my hot take. I can't they can't even show me the NFL games. Let's yeah. see. But yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, if if they get manhandled like kind of the Ravens did, and what the Patriots definitely got manhandled on the defensive front, if their front seven can't, you know, stop Derrick Henry from running rampant on him at you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting way to see what happens. Titans cheese spread is seven and a half. And I'm gonna go Kansas City's gonna win by ten. Yeah, Around I can see that. Ten or more. I can see it. And I mean, in Kansas City, if you get that momentum up, you know, the Titans defense has been pressed the last two weeks, especially against the Ravens. 
they look good. Um, the Ravens did definitely kind of beat themselves, though, so I don't know if they like were dominant. Um, but if they can get a couple stops, the thing with the Chiefs is, I mean, if you look at the Chiefs against the Texans, they really, their game plan never failed. They couldn't catch the ball, though. No, they and, couldn't. That's yeah. how they got all the stops early. Yeah, they, they had their guys games. open, and they were getting, they would have gotten first downs on, on their third and eights or whatever, but they couldn't catch the football. And then they, and then another thing is they just, they, if you block on a punt, you don't give them that free seven points. Or don't points. blow the one coverage where they got that big first Yeah, exactly. It was, just, it was just big mistakes. But overall, defensively and offensively, their their game plan was working. And if that's going to – if that happens against the Titans, the, the, you know, the Titans, they, they had to go up against a wall um, preparation-wise for the Ravens, and they did it. So I give them back props. Yeah. But if Pat, Patrick Mahomes can put up, put up 51, it did not look difficult for him. No. It looked very easy, and granted, Titans are a big upset from the Texans, but yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, we've said it. Although, who knows? We said but, that they're yeah, gonna lose. Well, we no one knows who's gonna win these things, as we found out. Like yes. people, you know what? People do it anyway. We still pick these things because it's fun, but yeah. we have no idea. I will yeah. say one more thing though: the Chiefs they have a legit home field advantage. Yeah, like, they have the best time. home field advantage in the NFL. It's no pumping <laughs> crowd noise like Seattle or that phony like stadium, like how they designed it. Yeah. Where it seems louder than it is. Like they are loud. It's crazy. Packed in there. Um, that I think that is the biggest home field advantage in the NFL. So. Yeah, and Titans fans don't really exist anyways. Um, Packers Niners. Once again, you look at the regular season game, and you have a pretty good inkling of who's going to win this game. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. 49ers will win. The Packers are still frauds. They're you still frauds. Sneaky Pete and Russell Wilson. And we had kind of a setback, but they still almost came back in the second half of that game. And that Green Bay defense looked gassed in the second half. They would not have made another stop if Russell Wilson got the ball back one more yeah. time. I think Garoppolo and the 49ers are going to be able to actually run the ball, unlike the Seahawks. They're at home, number two. Uh, and the first time we saw these two teams play, we saw what happened. Also, the 49ers defense, a lot no joke. better than a the better. Uh, much better than I mean, the Seahawks you can make defense. the case they're one of the best in the NFL. Packers when they played the Bears twice. It is some sort of ink indicator. And that Bears pretty good defense too. They scored ten points the first game and like twenty one the second game. That's not gonna beat the 49ers and you're facing just as good, if not better, of a defense. And yeah. like as we saw in their first time they met, they scored six points. Now this game's gonna be closer than the first one. Yeah. You still got Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. It's gonna be closer. 49ers are gonna win. Lock of the week. It's going to be Chiefs, I think the 49ers, 40, the Super Bowl. I think the 49ers are also going to win, but I can, you know, I feel like Dr. Strange looking at all the different scenarios of what's going to happen in this game. One thing I could see happening is, uh-oh, the Packers put up 17 quick points or something like that where they get a couple drives off, Devontae Adams has a catch and run or something like that, miss a couple tackles, they got a good running back, you never know. If they go up early and the Niners... Like we saw with the Ravens, if they have to abandon their game plan and rely on Jimmy Garoppolo, it's I don't think it's going to go well for them. If they they cannot, and I don't think they will, because their defense is fantastic. But if they if they let this get into the stereotypical NFL game, which is both quarterbacks throwing 45, 50 passes, then they're going to lose. And Jimmy Garoppolo, he showed he's good. He's a game manager. He made some throws. He made some errant throws against the Vikings, and it didn't come back to bite them because their defense was fantastic and their running game was good. But if that happened against the Packers, we might have an upset on our hands. Fair point, but I think Jimmy G is a pretty good pocket passer. He's got more weapons with Kittle, and he's also yeah. got Emmanuel Sanders, and we've seen him already this year outduel Drew Brees when he needed to. Yeah. He needed to pass. 
He did pass, and he threw four touchdowns that game, went toe-to-toe with Drew Brees and won. Then we also saw there was one, it was a Thursday night game that really stood out. Now they were playing Arizona, mind you, but it was a third and 11, and they were losing. They needed him to throw. Everyone in the new building knew he was going to throw, and he made a big-time completion and put him ahead. So Jimmy G's no slouch. Arizona. It's still Arizona, but he's still, it's an NFL team. Like, you cannot take an NFL win for granted. Any just, team can beat it. The Dolphins beat the Patriots in the last game of the season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Winning does that. You can't take winning for granted. It's not college anymore. We're playing uh, the sister of the uh, I, Oh, it's not college anymore. I believe your last argument against the Packers was strength of schedule. I believe that is your exact thing. Where, oh, they haven't beaten. Look no. at all the ranked teams they beat. They beat not necessarily the strength of schedule. Oh. Just the way, if you look at who they played and how they but played still throughout NFL the team. game. But it's still an NFL team. And, they and that's why and you were wrong. They looked ugly and, and all that's why you the were 49ers wrong. 49ers were convincing all of them. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. No, but, I mean, hey, it, <laughs> but this is also this is also Aaron Rodgers' revenge game. I, you know what? I'm dying on the hill. This, I'm going to be jumping. You know what? Just don't know who's going to win, of, but I know who's going to win this one. Argument, 49ers are going to win. Packers winning 31-24. I'll tell you what I'll do. I, I'll, I'll tell you what I will do. The I'll Packers put a dollar win this on the game. game. I'll put a dollar. Yeah, I'll put a dollar on this game. I will. What do we do? Well, I said I was going to do something stupid if the Texans won. I should have... I think dumb. it was the Seahawks. He said, I don't know what this... Or maybe it was the Texans. Well, what I knew, we do? Because I knew the Texans were going to lose. We'll do uh, We'll do a dollar. I'll wear a Packers jersey. I don't have a Packers jersey. We'll find one. We can get one from Seth. I will wear it. All right, I will so take a picture of that ugly thing. And we'll post we'll it, on, post the it on the Twitter. But it's not going to happen because Jimmy G is going to come through. My man. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw... He's going to have a Joe Burrow game. He's going to throw 350 yards and four touchdowns. Book it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to put the clamps on him. Last time he faced uh, Richard Sherman in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> Didn't end well for him. They blew a big lead. Now, was that well, right? speaking, speaking of Richard Sherman, he had a very interesting... Yeah, I, I encourage you all, if you have not watched his post-game interview, go out and watch that. Which one? The, I'm the best corner in the league? Don't you ever talk about me? Who was talking about you? Crabtree. Uh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry receiver like Crabtree. No, no, no. He had a, he had a post game interview after the the um the Vikings game where he was like, uh, uh, he was basically saying that he's one of the best corners in the league and that like his stats back it up and he's a big time player because he was like I've been putting up big numbers every year except for when I got hurt and people that want to discredit that people want to say he's his own corner or whatever but he's one of the best and I agree. Rich Sherman is one of the best corners in the league. Oh well, yeah, no one throws to him. That's why yeah. his numbers don't look good. He's yeah. like, oh, he's only got two interceptions. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Well, no one's throwing his direction. So. Yeah, Chris Harris Jr. and Richard Sherman, they tweet at each other a lot because they're both like, they both they, they have that same thing where they don't show up on the the PFF yeah. team of the year or whatever. You got the guy, Stefan Gilmore, with six picks or whatever, but it's, it's the guys who don't get thrown at that are the best. Final thing for football, Luke Keekley just retired. Oh, he did retire. Interesting to see your thoughts on that. You're good. a fellow white linebacker. <laughs> another brother. Now. I am a fellow white linebacker. <laughs> Um, it's good for him, and I think um, this is and this is an interesting trend. And, you know, you, a lot of people yeah. might say, Marshall, you're reaching for straws here, but I think um, NCAA athletes and NFL players have both been on this trend where they're both in professions where they are not cared about by the overarching um, organization, NCAA slash the NFL, NFL teams. We're like, they really don't care about them. No, Luke Keekley, obviously the, the Panthers are like, oh my goodness, he's been here, you know, thank you. They're gonna send him the video, the montage video, whatever. Um, but they would they would they, when he gets in his last year of the contract, they'll trade him for a six round pick in a heartbeat. You know? They'll cut him when it benefits them like that. It doesn't matter. If they if they draft 
a younger, better linebacker, he's gone. And so I think, like, a lot of these players, United NCAA players doing their own thing, going somewhere else, or NFL players saying, you know, I'm out. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I think we, you saw one thing that was very damning of the NFL and NFL fans is the, the audacity of uh, fans to boo Andrew Luck. Yeah. When he, I mean, 2017, Luke Keekley got carted off the field sobbing when he got a concussion. He was screwed up. The dude has had so many injuries. He's playing the Super Bowl, hasn't won it. And I I gave him full credit. And I think this is going to be, if the NFL and NFL teams are going to continue down this path of just, you know, money over players, then I think we're going to see this a lot more. We saw it with Gronkowski. Could, could Gronkowski, Luke Keekley, Andrew Luck, could they play more years at a high level? Absolutely. But they've been injured, and they realize that like their their light livelihood does not very much does not have to give them strong support in this line of work. And so when it gets to the point where they can't do it if they're healthy, can't do it if they're enjoying it, they're gone. See you. And you know, it's funny going off of that. Uh, you, Marshawn Lynch had a press conference yeah. at the end of the year where he's like, "Protect your chicken," you know, and like he's talking message the younger players like basically being smart with your money and yeah. how like you're gonna. Uh, uh, go about your business here and the, like you said it's a trend that we're seeing and i think it makes sense and i think it's going to continue yeah because these guys first off they're making more money than these other players were back in the day yeah. earlier so like luke keekley over his career made 64 million dollars yeah that's not chump cheese like jerry jones bought the cowboys for 64 million dollars back in the day where a lot of times you'll see in the 70s or whatever like you're not getting paid as much Football's the only option you you're paying until your body's breaking down and yeah. you're accruing paychecks where now all of a sudden you're like hey i only got one brain We've seen what football does to people. Yeah, you know it's harder to repair brain cells because you can't with yeah, all these exactly. concussions. Like I'm getting in, I'm getting out. Like the torture on your body. And you saw that with Andrew Luck too. He's like, you know what? The physical pain is not worth it. And you saw with Luke Keekley, like he wanted to keep playing, but I think he just like physically couldn't yeah. anymore. And it's like, you know what? My body and my health going moving forward is more important than this. I've made my money yeah. here. I'm financially set, and I think it was a good decision for him. Yeah. Uh, he was an excellent player. Led the league in tackles uh, last year. Um, and the, no one worked harder than him too. Like, yeah. I, th- I saw a really interesting quote where he didn't have cable television yeah. in his house because it would discourage him from watching film in his free time. Yeah. So I mean, very he, dedicated player. I mean, uh, he got voted the best, um, like middle linebacker. Or bet I believe he was the best linebacker of the decade. That surprised me. Yeah. And if you look at him too, compare. I mean, he's huge. I mean, he'd snap me like a toothpick. But yeah. comparative to other players, like you look yeah. like a Khalil Mack or something like that, he's yeah. pretty small for a linebacker. Yeah. He's like an ab- regular sized dude. He's not very tall and like height stature wise. Yeah. You know, he just outworked everyone. It was. But yeah, and I think it, you know we have as as fans we see healthy and unhealthy, but we but that equates to they're playing or they're not playing. Yep. Where if you're health, quote unquote healthy, you're still in pain and you're still not functioning normally. I think that's where. That's the problem setting. Because, like, Andrew Locke talked about, he's like, yeah, I'm healthy, but, like, I can't, you know, like, bust in my shoulder so I can't uh, pick up, you know, my kid or something like that. That's where it's going to get to the point where, like, these guys are going to want to play very long. And I think we see it. You see a lot of athletes when they kind of get older. Um, I think a very good example um, is is TJ Ward, a safety for the Broncos, who clearly had money left – or he had, he had stuff left in the tank, but the Broncos – and he just won a Super Bowl for the Broncos, but we drafted – Isaiah Simmons, um, not Isaiah, uh, Justin Simmons, and Will Parks. We drafted two new safeties, and we cut him. So sorry, man. Thanks for the ring, but you're we're gonna pay these guys less than you, yep. and we think they're gonna be better for you in the future. So you're gone. Yeah. See ya. And yeah. I think the players they they see this and like, oh, 
I might as well just take it out on my own terms and just retire. Yeah. And then I get my moment of glory. You know, people say goodbye to me instead of just the guy who gets cut. You know, we're, we're going to see it with Terrell Suggs. If he had, if he, he's still playing. And if he had retired, you know, a couple of years ago, he would have had this montage. Now, granted, he's still in the playoffs for the Chiefs, but that's a rare case where he's still playing. But, yeah, I think it's great for Luke Keekley. Good to see him go. Cue the um, speculation for him returning. Yes, Three, you know, two, we'll one. see it. We'll see him in, um, you know, in, a, in for Fox. Him and Gronk will be yeah, back the next, on the field in no time. Yeah, or they'll be covering college football yeah, or something that, like that. that. Thanks for listening. Um, White Sox. Now that the Astros are out of the picture and the Red Sox <laughs> out of the picture, White Sox up and coming, baby. We're gonna have the, the Cubs are gonna extend Contreras and Bryant and then trade for Nolan Arenado. I think Pro Bowl week we should do a Cubs Sox podcast. Just state of the offseason, break down everything. Or no, we're just going to do a happen. breakdown of why Cortland Sutton is a top 10 receiver in the NFL. We can do that, too. All right. We'll thanks for listening. Fun. See you next Thursday or Wednesday. I don't even, is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Being home Hope from good. college, I've lost track of what is real. I don't know anything. I just watch Netflix hey, and go you, to Planet Fitness. You're deli meat for eight hours a day. So you I'm just sitting on my butt <laughs> watching House of Cards. All right. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Adios.